Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's. I am here once again in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little bit more food for thought, maybe expand on a topic that we've spoken about in the past, because it was kind of ringing true to me again this week. So, uh, there's a certain mentality that I maintain in, in just about everything that, that I do. And it all, reigns, uh, it all goes back to a pretty famous quote that is often attributed to Abraham Lincoln. I was a big Civil War buff and fan uh, growing up and uh, as a kid in high school, college, and, and beyond. Uh, I watched the Ken Burns documentary series on the Civil War a bunch of times. So I always you know, had a, a high regard for Abraham Lincoln and his quotes and so forth. So one of the quotes that is famously attributed to him, though occasionally debated as to whether or not he actually said it, is, whatever you are, be a good one. Once again, whatever you are, be a good one. Which to me speaks to a certain mentality. A mentality of holding yourself to high standards. That's something I believe in a lot. <laughs> like a, a whole lot. It's something that I, I kind of pride myself on. Like whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability at that point. It doesn't matter if it's something that I think is going to make me, you know, thousands of dollars, something that I think is innocuous and doesn't matter. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the best it can be done. And often I'll not do something if I don't think I can do my best on it. You know, I'd rather not start the project that day if I know I can't complete it to a level that's going to meet my standards that's going to meet the level that I want to meet. Now, that's something that I probably started from martial arts because in martial arts, we always put our, our focus on building technique first. You know, not trying to rush and do things at a million miles an hour and build sloppy habits, but instead, to take the time and learn to do it right. And then, after that, from there, you're going to slowly but surely build your skills to better and better places. So that way, You'll have the ability to get the proper technique before trying to, to uh, generate the speed on it. There's a simple reason why. The force formula that we all learned in science class years ago is force equals mass times acceleration. Well, technique makes sure that the greatest percentage of your mass possible is behind the technique that you throw. Right? So you have to have that part first. Once that part is there, then you're able to, as you understand the technique better, you really don't, don't even have to think about making it faster. You just have to think about making it better. And as you think about making it better, faster kind of happens all by itself. So you get the technique right, then you slowly but surely it speeds up, now multiplying the force in your technique. So because I had that mentality there already, that comes to just about everything else that I do. Like, I'm not a big fan of doing anything sloppily. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way, and I'm going to obsess about it until it's perfect. You know, like, for example, a project I've been working on in my school is, uh, it, I have two offices in my school. I have the main office where we do all our conferences and appointments of that kind. And then I have my office, which is my space to do whatever it is I need to do in there. And um, the main office we use all the time it's always, not that I'm not always working on it to try to make it a little bit better, but at this point I think I have it the best I've ever had it in years, the way it's set up, the technology in it, 
these type of things. But then my office lacked behind. But that was okay because we didn't do anything in there, right? It was just basically the space I went to change at the beginning or end of the day and the space where like I would eat or keep my water bottle. So if that was the case, I didn't feel the need to, you know, have such, you know, crazy function out of it or whatever. And in hindsight, you know, I had certain things in there that I wanted to be able to use, like uh, a, an annual calendar. I have a dry erase annual calendar in my office with the events on it and so forth. So I wanted to be able to use that more. And one of the ways to use that more was to open the space up and redecorate a little bit so that way me and my staff could get into the office because it wasn't really conducive to having more than one person in my office in a functional amount of time. I mean, there was the space for it, but it always felt cramped. So uh, that led to a complete overhaul in, in, in how the furniture was set up uh, in setting things up differently and changing my computer setup. Uh, and then that led to, you know, uh, now I need a wireless mouse because the mouse on this laptop, it's, a, it's good and all, but it's pain. So like I kept working on, on these things and I'm still not quite where I, where I want to be, but I'm way closer than where I was. And it's still something I'm working on. Like I have other stuff on order to, you know, clean up the space just that much more so it can be that much more of a useful space in the school. But again, I wasn't going to be satisfied with it. I'm not going to allow anybody else in there outside of my staff until it meets the level that I want it to meet, until I think it's where it should be. And it's almost there, but we're not quite there yet. Right? And that kind of mentality pours over into everything else that I do. Now, that's not to say that I'm an expert in everything I ever do, far, far from it. But instead, I'm going to make sure that I put my best foot forward and I put my best effort, <clears throat> excuse me, into everything that I do for a simple reason. I want my reputation, I want the way that people think of the way I work, the way I do things, to be excellent, to be at a very high standard. To, and it's something that I hold pride in. I, I hold pride in the fact that I've heard from you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of students over the years about how clean my school was and how safe they felt in it because of how clean it was. To me, that's a very important thing. It's a standard I hold myself to. If I, if I saw suddenly that people felt like the place wasn't clean, if I started to see that from their body language or their actions, I wouldn't be such a happy camper. You know, I would know that I, need to, I had a lot of work to do. You know, to me, the state of my facility is equally as important as the, excuse me, excuse me, the state of my facility is equally important as the classes themselves. If the classes aren't good, they're not up to a high standard, I won't be happy. But equally, the, st the facility has to be up to that standard. Now, this reflects back over everything else that I do. Right? When it comes to a project at my house, you know, I'm going to work on making sure I put my best effort into it. When it comes to anything that I do, like, uh, you know, during our, our lockdowns here in New York, during COVID, I was uh, volunteering at Long Island Cares. I think I've spoken about Long Island Cares before. Uh, Long, Island, Long Island Cares is a uh, huge food pantry here on Long Island. They service a tremendous amount of, of people on Long Island. And uh, I was given that my family was very involved in them. So I was helping them out quite a bit when my school was locked down. Since I wasn't spending hours in my school, I spent some hours with them to help the community instead of just staying in my house and going insane. <laughs> so to that end, 
um, if I was going to do that, I was going to do it the best I possibly could. It, you know, one of the main things that I would do is I would pack bags. So, you know, the, because they couldn't allow people into the pantry at that point, what they would do is they would have, a, you know, a certain amount of products that would go into these shopping bags. You know, things of different varieties. And, you know, you pack the bags and there'd have, be boxes and boxes of them. And everybody that would come in would get a bag. So I knew, okay, that's my job today. Well, I'm going to get as many of those bags as I possibly can. I'm not going to sit on my laurels. I'm not going to move slowly. I want them to be astounded with how many bags they got. I want to, I want to like almost set a record. You know, some people might call that competitive, and I guess it is. But really, to me, it's about the, the uh, high level that I expect from myself in, just, in, in everything that I do. I, I would rather, you know, even in my class at, at headquarters this week, uh, you know, I, I was training, and we were doing a fairly basic combination, but I caught myself doing something I wasn't pleased with in the combination. Like, yeah, I'm rushing, I'm doing something. So I went, sl I had no problem taking 30 seconds of my round, slowing down, and making sure I fixed the mistake I was making. Because I wanted it to be at a very high level. I, I like, you know, having very, very sharp technique. I like being good at whatever I do. Now, here's the thing. Being good at whatever I do and holding myself to high standards are not mutually exclusive. Right? Because you don't have to be very good at what you do to do your very best at it. Right? I'll be honest, when I started this podcast, I was doing my very best, but I was not nearly as good at it as I think I am now. I didn't have the ability to put things together or have clear thoughts without a, you know, a crazy outline. If you go back and listen to some of those first episodes, you'll see, you, know, you can hear that I'm like reading off of a page. And now I bullet point things, but it, it's definitely not the same. And that's what happens when you stick with something and you put your best effort into it. But to me, this is how we should approach everything we do in our life. You're not going to be good at everything, but you should still do it the best you could do it. You don't have to be good at everything. You just have to do it the best you can do it. It's a, a very, it's a foolish mentality to think, well, since I can't be really good at that, I won't do my best at it. That's foolhardy. That's backwards. Because with the effort, comes the skill. Right? There is no skill without effort. And that effort, you could, you could shrink the time by putting in a lot more of the effort, or you could expand the time by putting in way less. And the time's going to pass anyway, and if you're going to get there, you're going to get there anyway. You know, make sure that you're at the best level that you can be at. It's a mindset, it's a mentality, it's a standard that you hold yourself to. But here's the thing, when it comes to the standard that you hold yourself to, I think very much that how a person does one thing is how to do everything. So it's hard to have this high standard held for yourself if you don't have something that you, that you begin by holding yourself to high standards to. If you don't start making sure that you're holding yourself to a high standard on one aspect of your life, if you don't start there, it's very hard to take that anywhere else because the, nowhere else exists. It straight up doesn't. Right? <laughs> we have to start in one place. And that's where I think martial arts comes into play. I think if you try to you know, kill it in the class that you're in, if you try and you know, put whatever you do forward, trying to put your best foot forward that way, then by all means, you know, if you're starting there in that class, by all means, I know that that's going to roll over into everything else that you do. That it's going to, it's going to start to translate into 
the way you take care of your stuff at home, right? Because think about it, think about how easily it bleeds over, right? You put your best effort into the class. You enjoyed how you felt. You enjoyed how you did with the technique. You're not gonna go home then, and you know throw your gloves wherever and you know what do whatever the uniform. You're gonna make sure you have your stuff so you can get back to your next next class without a problem. You're gonna keep moving forward in that way, and then that starts to spiral. You you're doing that at home. Well now. The other stuff that you take care of that way, okay, you're taking care of your uniform to make sure it's, it's where you need it to be. Well, that means it's going to roll right over into now. Okay, now I have to take care of the rest of the laundry that way. Okay, now I, I got to make sure I put that laundry away. Ah, uh, you know, these, these drawers that this laundry is in, they're not set up well, so I got to do better. It slowly bleeds out from there. Right? It's like the old, the old uh, book, when you give a mouse a cookie, right? And how it slowly but surely... Uh, rolls over in all the many, many other things you will do if you give that mouse a cookie. Same thing. Right? You do something that you hold yourself to very high standards in, that you focus on putting your best effort into. You do that, and everything else branches out from there. Start, you start to take it into all the different things that you do. And it, what's great about it is right now I'm seeing this being reflected in the 90-day challenge in my school. Right? I'm seeing... You know, we have a group chat going, and I'm seeing in the group chat not only how enthusiastic people are, but how frustrated they get with themselves when they make a mistake. You know, I, one thing I, I was very adamant about at our last meeting when it came to the 90-day challenge is the 90-day challenge is not about 90 perfect days with five or six meals absolutely perfect the entire time because that's not realistic. It's not. I mean, even just... This weekend, it's going to be Valentine's Day. It's my sister's birthday. So Mrs. Sensei and I are going out to Valentine's Day dinner. Uh, we're going to my, my father's house for dinner for my sister's birthday. I, I can't control what my dad's going to make. I can't control what my sister requests. So it, I can't stress to myself that that meal is, it isn't going to be perfect. I'm just going to have to make sure that the, every other meal I eat that day is. I'm going to keep my portions the same. I'm going to do all the things right that way. But... I'll play the cards that I've been dealt the best that I possibly can play them. That's all I'm really talking about. I'm not talking about making the best cards. I'm talking about taking those cards that you're dealt and trying to find a way to, to make the best out of them. You know? That's, that, to me, that's such a mindset that a person takes into everything. And it's something that I think makes everything else in your life better. Because it's a lot harder to feel bad about your results or to regret uh, you know, doing something if you know you put your best into it. Because here's the thing. I'll give you a silly example. I know when it comes to art, I am not a very artistic person. I'm not. That's not, that's not my skill set. Right? And when I'm talking about art here, I'm talking about things like drawing, painting. That's not where my skills lie. <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty coordinated guy and whatnot, but that's... That's not me. So I know if I'm going to do that for whatever reason, if Mrs. Sensei gets me involved in something where I'm going to do that, then if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it the best I can. But I'm not going to hold a lot of you know, disappointment in that it didn't come out well. I'm going to be realistic with where my skills are, but I'm going to make sure that I do it the best that I can. And to me, that's how to do everything. Because then... 
I mean, think about it. If you know you put your best into it, you, you know there's all those little things where you'll go and you'll you know, paint with somebody or whatever. If I know that I went into that and I did the best that I could, but it's still not good, if I go in with the right expectations knowing that I'm not very skilled at this, but I'm still going to try my best, I can't, I can't leave there feeling bad when my painting isn't as good as, as Mrs. Sensei's, right? She is a very artistic person. We have works of her, uh, like drawings of hers and stuff all around the house. She's very artistic, right? That's why she's great at designing certain things. That's why if I'm going to do something or I'm going to put something together, I'm going to pick her brain on it. But that's the other thing, right? Because I put my best into things, I also know very clearly where my strengths lie and where my weaknesses lie. I was, I was designing a shirt for something that I'm doing pretty cool next weekend. Get to that next week probably. But I was designing a, sh a shirt for that. And I wanted certain things on it and I wanted it to look a certain way. So I picked the brain of a couple of people who I know will have different perspectives, but maybe uh, you know, uh, think slightly differently than me. You know, I, uh, the shirt I was designing, was you know, the idea of it was to be slightly promotional without being over-the-top nascar -y. So I picked the brain of the Tiger Shulman's marketing guy, and he sent me back something that <laughs> looked kind of like uh, exactly what I was trying to avoid, lots of marketing-type stuff on it. But uh, nonetheless, he was pretty happy with what I came up with by myself. Um, I, my friend Sensei Stein, who runs Regal Park, he thinks similarly to how I did. I told him what I was trying to accomplish. He gave me slight advice on how, you know, how to order a couple of things that I was putting on the shirt. Uh, I spoke to the other instructor in my school, got his opinion, because again, I know he thinks in a similar wavelength to me. And I spoke to Mrs. Sensei, because I, again, I know she's got a creative, artistic brain that she's able to use really well. And as a result, I'm really happy with how it came out, because I know where my strengths lie, and I know where the people around me who also put their best effort into whatever they do. I know these people. I know their mentality. I know they have the same high standard thought. So I'm not afraid to ask for their help or ask for their input on something that I know is not my strongest skill set. And it all boils back down to that whole idea of whatever you are, be a good one. Right? Take that and modify it slightly. Whatever you do, do it the best you can do it. Hold yourself to that high standard because at the end of the day, you may not be able to be like, oh, I was so skilled at that, so I can hold pride in the skills. You may not be able to. That's okay. You don't have to be good at everything. I'm not good at everything. <laughs> By all means, I know the things that are my weaknesses. I know the things that I don't do well. And I do whatever I can to compensate for those things when they're very important and when they're going to impact the things that I am good at. But nonetheless, when it comes to those, those things, I can still put pride in the effort. That's the most important thing. Right? We draw pride from our achievements. We draw confidence from those things. And if we can look around and say, okay, that may not be ideal, but at least I put my best into it. Or because I know my limitations, I picked the brain, I got input, I got the expertise of somebody else who is an expert in that field, who I know is going to put their best foot forward. And to me, that, that carries everywhere. That goes to everything that you do. You know, if I'm going to referee matches at our tournament like I did a few, a few weeks ago, I'm going to make sure I do that the best it can be done. You know, I, I want every kid who leaves that ring to have, say they had a wonderful experience, to say that, you know, to be happy that they were with me, to feel like they got a fair shake, and to feel like they had the most positive experience they could have had regardless of what happens. 
So that's the, that's the mentality in whatever I do. It doesn't matter if I get paid for the thing or I don't. It doesn't matter if it's in martial arts or if it's not. It all comes back to that same martial arts mentality. Do it right first. And then everything else will come from there. Right? Do it the best you can do it first. Once you have there, once you do it the best you can do it first, everything else builds from there. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. <coughs> Excuse me. You can find me on Facebook. I'm Sensei James Leonelli. Uh, you can <coughs> excuse me. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at tag, uh, excuse me, facebook.com slash Smithtown. On Instagram and Twitter, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at TSSmithtownPodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. And until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I will see you guys on the map.